The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, June 8th. In today's news, suicide rates rise sharply. President Trump says he doesn't need to prepare for the summit with North Korea. And Vladimir Putin gets an I told you so moment. But first, the big idea. Bernie Sanders will never join the Democratic Party. The Vermont senator was the runner-up for the Democratic nomination to be president in 2016, and he's seriously considering another try in 2020. But Bernie remains adamant that he will never become a member of the party. Sanders sat down with me at the Post's headquarters on Wednesday for The Daily 202 Live, our monthly event series that convenes newsmakers and thought leaders. During our interview, he strongly criticized Democratic National Committee Chairman Tom Perez for endorsing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo over his primary challenger, Cynthia Nixon, of Sex and the City fame. Do you think that was a mistake for the chair of the DNC? Absolutely. Sanders said that this sort of interference by party bosses will make it harder to trust that progressives will get a fair shake in 2020. He also uncorked a more fundamental, systemic critique of the Democratic Party that underscored the festering tensions between many grassroots activists and the party establishment, even two years after the end of his epic battle with Hillary Clinton. Essentially, Sanders believes that the Democratic and Republican parties are both beholden to big money interests in the donor class. I see among my colleagues, good people, spending half, and they'll be the first to admit it to you, spending half of their lives not dealing with their constituents, not studying up on the issues. They're on the damn phone and they hate it. Yeah. But that's the system that we are in right now. Sanders suggested that the country is moving toward a system where politicians will have to either be dependent upon billionaires or be billionaires themselves. As a point of illustration, Sanders cited the fact that 17 Senate Democrats recently voted to roll back Dodd-Frank, the law passed after the Great Recession to prevent another financial crisis, as evidence of the sway that special interests hold over the Democratic Party. Folks say, well, you know, I need that vote from you, and you want campaign contributions, you want help from my super PAC, I will expect you to vote to deregulate Wall Street. Well, people will do that, unfortunately. While Sanders caucuses with Senate Democrats and works to remake the party in his image, he insists that he remains proudly and fiercely independent. This annoys lifelong Democrats. He responded to these criticisms by saying that he is more in touch with the growing number of Americans who were disenchanted and turned off by both parties. He mentioned polling that shows more Americans identifying as independents than Democrats or Republicans, and that trend continuing. So I think it is not a bad idea to have somebody who says, yeah, I understand that. I am an independent. I have had problems. I have to run against Democrats, you know. Uh, but I want you, you know, as independents to come into the Democratic primaries and transform the Democratic parties. Bernie has become much more polished since he launched his presidential campaign three years ago. His answers are crisper and punchier. He's developed more message discipline. And he's savvier about using his platform to advance his priorities than he often gets credit for from most D.C. elites. But Sanders has had uneven success this year as he's traveled the country endorsing candidates in Democratic primaries. Several of the people he's gone to bat for have lost, 
including a candidate for Congress and governor in Iowa this week. Still, Bernie noted that even candidates who he's not endorsed and that don't align with him are embracing many of the ideas he ran on in 2016, like a $15 an hour minimum wage or universal health care or free college tuition. He sees this as an unsung victory. So you win some and you lose some. But what's most important, the media looks at this or that race. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing, and what we try very hard to do, is bring millions of more people, young people, working people, into the political process. By his count, Bernie has visited about 30 states now since Donald Trump got elected, and most were carried by the president. He said the left needs to engage more with people in red states. There are no question about it. Some Trump supporters are racist, are sexist, are homophobes. No question about it. I don't think the majority of them are. I think these are people in many cases who feel the establishment has ignored them. And you know what? The establishment has ignored them. Both political parties, he said, have ignored them. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, suicide rates rose in all but one state between 1999 and 2016, with increases seen across age, gender, race, and ethnicity. That's according to a new report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And more than half of all deaths in 27 states, the people had no known mental health condition when they ended their lives. The state that suffers the highest suicide rate is Montana. In North Dakota, though, the rate jumped more than 57% during that 17-year period. Only Nevada recorded a decline of 1%. But that was because its rate was already really, really high. The Silver State remains higher than the national average. Increasingly, suicide is being viewed not only as a mental health problem, but a public health one, too. Nearly 45,000 Americans committed suicide in 2016 alone. That's more than twice the number of homicides. It's the 10th leading cause of death. Among people ages 15 to 34, suicide is the second leading cause of death. The most common method used across all groups was firearms. Number two. With his high-stakes summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just days away, Trump offered some insight Thursday into how much preparation remains. Apparently, not much. This isn't a question of preparation. It's a question of whether or not people want it to happen. Trump was speaking to reporters in the Oval Office as he met with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Trump's planned meeting with Kim was high on the agenda. He's about to fly to Singapore over the weekend, and they're set to meet Monday night Eastern time. Though Trump has been playing down expectations for the summit, he told reporters that the meeting will be, quote, much more than a photo op. Trump is seeking to get North Korea to agree to denuclearize, but he acknowledged that's not likely to happen immediately. He also said how long he'll stay in Singapore remains an open question. He might extend the talks if they go well. Number three, as he watches Europe's increasing confrontation with Trump over tariffs in the Iran deal, Russian President Vladimir Putin is enjoying an I told you so moment. Putin said Thursday during a nationally broadcast annual call-in show that European leaders long ignored his warnings about the dangers of a world dominated by the United States. He added that with Trump's new metals tariffs, Europeans are now finally getting their comeuppance for showing excessive deference to Washington. He said they're also getting a taste of the way the U.S. has long treated Russia. The tariffs Putin suggested should be viewed, in essence, as sanctions. 
There were no questions during the call-in show about Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. But Putin brought up the subject. One of the hosts asked him to tell a joke. Putin mentioned recently seeing a German newspaper headline declaring, quote, Donald Trump pushes Europe into Putin's arms. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, June 8th. I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.